Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Thursday. Hey, remember, remember timeshares? What happened to them? Uh, a year since a terrible uh, drug driving uh, multiple fatality accident. And uh, have we achieved anything since then? Uh, road safety generally, and then uh, principles. Why deputies would ever think that they should be paid more than actual principals? Uh, but before any of that, uh, Chris Farfoy's got a promotion to housing. Lucky old Chris, going to sort out Kiwi Build. Good luck with that. Congratulations! You've had to be very patient, haven't you? Oh look, um, you know, I've just as it was at school, head down, bum up, and uh, sooner or later, hopefully, you get a good mark. Is there anybody who's more hardworking than you in cabinet at the moment? <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty. Um, so, I can't um, think of one. Absolutely, well, I can think of many. Um, but, you know, um, there's a vacancy and it's a privilege uh, to be able to um, sit at that table. Um, you know, I started out as a journalist um, in this place, um, Heather, so to be able to um, uh, take a seat at the cabinet table was something that I would have never have either planned or dreamt of. So um, it's... Um, uh, not only surreal, but I'm also a privilege to be able to give him that responsibility. There are high expectations for you, Minister. Are you worried about that? Oh, look, um, not necessarily. Um, I think it's a really important piece of work, not just for our government, but for the country um, to um, have a good crack at tackling um, the hopeless issue and the public housing issue. You know, I, you know, um, I grew up in a state house. My parents um, never owned their own home. They always had uh, a state home uh, until they started moving in w- with other families. So um, having a state home gave my family a start. And when I think about um, the simple job uh, that the Prime Minister has asked me to do, it's making sure I give those opportunities to other families who find um, you know, um, either renting a home or buying a home a struggle when too much of a struggle, so they need to have help with public housing. He's a good performer, oh, Chris Farfoy. Uh, he spoke at the Radio Awards the other night um, and was actually quite entertaining. Um now, yeah, so once you've got your housing sorted out, maybe you want to buy some extra housing, get a timeshare. Yeah, are they still a thing? I want to talk about timeshares. Only because in the last couple of weeks I've had two conversations with people trying to get rid of their timeshares. Clearly there's something happening out there with timeshares. I've never stayed in one. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, I mean, people will want to get rid of them if they're getting old and grotty and haven't been looked after. That's probably what's going on there. Uh, my mum's got one. It's fantastic. They do a good job. But other people's... It's like anything, isn't it? Fall to pieces. The thing I know about timeshares is I I remember going to a presentation once and I was amazed at how the salespeople could write upside down on a piece of paper with all the facts and figures. That that impressed me. Got a bit distracted by that, to be honest. Uh, Drug drivers get distracted sometimes and it causes major issues. One thing with the... um, This... Cannabis testing the side of the road, absolutely, totally in for that. But what are we going to do about the the synthetic stuff? What is it? You can't call it synthetic cannabis because it's not cannabis at all. Right. Some sort of plant matter with maybe fly spray or whatever on it. Yeah. And it just bugs me that everyone calls it synthetic cannabis when it, nothing could be further from the <laughs> Well, truth. I've started calling it synthetics, just synthetics, or I know a lot of people call them sinnies, but you're quite right. They, Synthetic cannabis, uh, that, that name was purely the marketing exercise to actually sell a whole lot of horse tranquilizer and, and garbage to a whole lot of stupid people. And that is, you know, it doesn't, I'm not pro-cannabis in any way, but it does bug me that, that it's called synthetic cannabis when it's nothing, yeah. nothing further from the truth. Yeah. And even, you know, they call it cine and all this sort of drama when it's just some sort of crap 
that you know and that's the thing how do they test for it because you don't know what's going to be in it no no true enough true enough but at the same time we are not stop we're not stopping uh, cars for drunk driving either as much as we used to that is way down and this is you know there's all sorts of reasons for that we've discussed this before and therefore we're also not looking for those people who are drug impaired you know, and, and, and based on what I see happening on roads at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with some people who are you know, driving at 120 k's on a 50 k area, I'm thinking to myself, betcha that guy's speeding off his nut on meth right there. You know, what, oh, you, that, that's a guarantee. There was a huge crash. That's, uh, the video it was all over the place. The whole country went nanas about this, about the fella who came out at Dominion Road, this was. And they, there's a video of it. And there's this, some poor buggers just sitting there waiting to get out into Dominion Road. And wham, at like 70 or 80K, right into the back of them comes some idiot. Now, what, you know, don't try and tell me that that person was not impaired. And it certainly, I don't think, was on booze. You know? No, as I say, I drive all over Auckland. I do just over a thousand k's a week around Auckland, um, and the things you see out there are just mind blowing. Yep. Yep. And you know, most of them, you know, and dare I say it, in a lot of the suburbs, they are definitely, you know, on crack. Well, yeah. well, not it's not crack, it's buddy B. Um, you know, and it's it's horrific. It's everywhere, yeah. and you know they're not testing for it. They're not stopping it. It's sort of it's it's like an epidemic that no one knows what to do with. I mean, they're not even stopping alcohol, which they can do by making everybody breath test before they get into a car. I know that would be a pain, but technically it's possible. So the chances of them stopping drug drivers, I don't know. Um, and that's before the, you talk about the state of the roads generally. Kerry McIver back on deck and she's caught up with this issue. For years I used to drive to Hamilton to visit my parents with my heart in my mouth. It was a two hour ten trip that I white knuckled all the way. And when I got there I considered it a major triumph. The Bombay crossroads, the area around Medi Medi, you never knew what was coming. It was a complete nightmare. Fatalities occurred with monotonous regularity. Now... The upgraded highway is an absolute dream to drive. It's not even complete. You know, soon it's going to be magical. It's going to be like the European highways that you so enjoy driving when you're overseas. It's already a completely different journey. One hour 20 on a good day, multi-lane, separation between north and southbound lanes for much of the journey. It is safe. It is built to a high standard. It's a dream. So I do believe high-quality roads can and do make a difference to the safety of New Zealand motorists and New Zealand truckies. Do you believe the truckies are going about this the right way, calling on all of us, all road users, to gather together the evidence to present to the government and say, look, not enough is being done? And do you believe the state of the roads contributes towards the fatalities? Obviously, it comes down to the driver. But mistakes can happen. And if you're driving on a road that is completely and utterly unforgiving, the results, the consequences can be disastrous and they can be fatal. If you are driving on a road that is similar to this Auckland-Hamilton highway, you can make a mistake and if you're lucky you can get away with it. On an unforgiving road, there is no wriggle room. So yes, I believe in a country like ours, which can be geographically remote, we do need to invest in the roads. It might be old-fashioned, to believe in tarmac. It might be old-fashioned to believe that getting from A to B in a car is the best way of getting there. But I think there still has to be a commitment to maintaining safe roads 
for our motorists. Otherwise, the zero target for road fatalities is going to look even more absurd than it does. To be fair, um, driving in Hamilton can cause uh, a sense of panic and anxiety anyway. Um, and it's nothing necessarily anything to do with the driving. It's just what you see out the window. Um, you don't even have to be driving. You're walking on a bus. Uh, pretty harrowing. I'm allowed to say these things. I am from Hamilton. Uh, let's finish up with uh, the principals not being very happy about what uh, Chris Hipkins has to say about how some deputies should get paid more. For many of these principals, they'll be looking to their urban counterparts and weighing up whether they're better off taking a teaching job at a city school and earning more money. That's if it is about the money, though, which the unions have constantly told us it isn't. But this rejection by the principals would suggest it may well be. So where to from here? Well, Hipkins came out yesterday and said, sorry, that's it, no more in the kitty. But wait, where have we heard that before? Given he's buckled once before, having said no, and then done a U-turn and actually said, oh yes, actually, here is some more money, the principals might rightly think he's not a man of his word. They may be thinking his claim that that's it is disingenuous. But they find themselves in a bind. Arguably, public support and sympathy is waning. The teachers have said yes, so they've lost that momentum. And the ministers said that's it, no more money. So where to? Strikes? How would they work? And actually, would they make a scrap of difference? Would they have the same impact as a, as a teacher strike? I doubt it. Hipkins says they'll get back around the table, not to offer more money, but for yet more talks. That's a lot of talking on the back of already exhaustive talking, so I'm not sure how much more talk is going to change anything. But the minister says there's goodwill. I hope that's true, because you'd need a lot of goodwill to get back on track, given how drawn out this whole thing's already been. Yeah, Hipkins definitely one of these uh, Labour MPs who is an ideas man, or woman. I mean, he's a man, I think. But I don't, I, I don't want to... He can be an ideas woman, I just want to make that... An ideas person. He's an ideas person, uh, not necessarily a real life person you know what I mean anyway takes all kinds I am Glenn ZB Uh, we'll see you back with more all kinds on Monday in a weekend edition